Hey, welcome to the Atomic Weight of Cheese with your hosts, Mike Bakovin, Chad Planbeck, and Steph Romanski. Tell us about the packing. How's it going? The packing, the house is about 55% packed. Garage is done. 55% is like an uh, a very specific number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. But, you know, my room is undone. There's nothing done in there. Shannon's room is mostly done. The living room's done. And we just have some of the kitchen. And Are you, are you going to U-Haul it across country? No, I hired neighbors. Oh, cool. Good. So... There is a possibility that we could be in our new place for two weeks with no furniture. That's fun. Yeah, so we bought a couple sitcom overload. Yeah. yeah. The worst thing is is we're worried about what to do with the cats. And you know. Oh sure. Kaya's gonna ride with Shannon and I'm gonna and Max will ride with me, but I've been taking Max around town in his crate to kind of get him used to being in <laughs> the car. So. Do you need like podcast recommendations or are yeah, you good? Absolutely. <laughs> I've well, got a, a list, but I, I could use some. I've got one for my for my recommendation at the end, so we can get to that after <laughs> uh, after this episode. Welcome to the Atomic Way to Cheese, where real life is cult cinema. Cult cinema is real life. I'm Mike. What's wrong with your microphone? Well, we had some technical difficulties, and so Chad and I are sharing a mic. Say hi, Chad. Hello. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna get through this as best we can. Come on, if you're still sticking with us, it's not like you're that's, not used to not, <laughs> not, not six feet, dude. No, I know. Oh no, we're just gonna have to quarantine together, buddy. Yay! <laughs> no, I think I'm relatively COVID-free. <sighs> But we'll get there. So, man, although uh, you you were just talking about how you hate wearing masks, yes, and how they 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 uh, they kind of stick to you and and uh, they make they you hot and sweaty and you don't like them. And maybe shave, maybe yeah. even in a couple couple years you're gonna still be mad about sure, having to wear masks, sure. right? I mean, I'll do it. I get it. But again, I'm not one of those people. Well, I was trying to transition into our topic. Oh. <laughs> Trying. Okay, so I was back. pulling. I was pulling real hard. It was a hard pull, but no. We're... So, what, so what you're saying is you're you're angry about something. Oh my god. You're awful salty about it, and uh, yeah. See, I think what happens is I suck to such a high level <laughs> that even when I try something, people don't even you're, understand you're what like, I'm trying like to do. Like a plane with like a like a with a faulty engine slowly wobbling in a circle. <laughs> Just, just trying to set up a joke, and I am just on the ground going, Hey, look at the silly airplane up there. <laughs> Why is it belching smoke and have one wing? <laughs> and there's debris everywhere. So, our topic today, <laughs> which I might as well just friggin' introduce it at this point. So... <laughs> Our, to- our topic today is we're we're uh, I posed this question on Facebook a little while back because I think I saw it somewhere else so it's been uh, repurposed two or three so times. You stole it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is what what are you still pissed off about when it comes to to pop culture? And the thing that got me, or the thing that that made me think of this, or at least uh, connect with it, was uh, I think it was uh, John Boyega's interview recently with oh, yeah. uh, was it Vandy Fair or GQ yeah. or one of those magazines. Where he basically said, yeah, my character in Star Wars sucked. <laughs> my character arc was non-existent. I, I started off great and wasn't didn't end up real good because John Boyega is not afraid to, you know, just say what he's thinking, which is a virtue sure. in many respects. And so it just got me thinking, 
God, how did they screw that up so bad? How did Star Wars, you know, you, you come, how did Disney not have three scripts and a solid narrative direction completely in hand for their three billion dollar movies yeah. that they needed to have success and we're building a theme park around and all this other stuff? How did they not figure this out? What the hell happened? And I'm just now to the point where I'm still pissed off about it after the rise of Skywalker, which let's face it, was not a real good ending to that series. No, and, and again, too, it's like, I don't really care if you liked the last Jedi or not. It's, it doesn't gel between all three movies. And again, that goes way to the beginning. You know, it's, this is all on Kathleen Kennedy, as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, because again, you got, you have three films with, at the time, three different directors and really only a script written for the first one. Yeah. And it's like, where are we going? It's like, uh, I don't know. And so, well, you would think they would want to have that figured out, yeah. you know, and not and, just not just for money reasons, although that's the thing that drives everything, but just just because you're making Star Wars movies for God's sure, sake, sure. maybe figure it out. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, again, and, and you got like two complete like distinct sensibilities between you know J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson, mm -hmm. and because uh, Ryan Johnson is you know subverting expectations and all that, and uh, and and it's just. Who, how could who, how could that not be a disaster from film to film? Yeah. And just, you know, the total inconsistencies of it. But again, too, when you think about it, like, okay, the first three, there's a massive total, total inconsistency between Star Wars and Empire. Mm -hmm. You know, in fact, are, have you been watching this on uh, on YouTube? Have you ever watched the SF Debris channel? No, what is it? He does uh, these uh, uh, um, long sort of in-depth documentaries. He did one on Star Wars called The Hero's Journey where Lucas... Lucas's trials and tribulations of making Star Wars, and he just started a new one called Journey into like Journey into Darkness or something like that. We're talking about Lucas on the road to making The Empire Strikes Back. Okay, and it gets into the you know the in depth you know how at the beginning you know like Lucas and Coppola and we're trying to be these rebels and it's like break away from the studio system because you know the studio system's controlling and you know uh against creativity and just wants to kind of rubber stamp everything right. and it, yeah basically and it's so it's like you know you go to the, and the empire wins in the second one and it's basically lucas slowly becoming everything that he hated ah. you know and all he was really caring about was money and um and so you know it's like the split between him and kurtz and everything and so it's like it's we're four we're four episodes episodes into it i have no idea how many episodes it'll be but it's it's really interesting is it, it a series on what's it on uh it's on youtube oh. yeah so it's, it's sf debris sf debris as in the debris of the that de joke right the, yeah. right the, the debris of your intro and uh <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's really good and so like i said i highly recommend that but yeah, again, like with Star Wars, it's 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 such a cluster cluster fuck. It's like, how do you what do you do next? How do you recover from that? And you know, and it's like I think they're thinking they're lucky stars that the Mandalorian was a hit. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, who the hell knows? It's the only thing that worked. Right. Yeah. Like there was seriously, it's like the Mandalorian. Don't get me wrong, I have I have love for that series. Sure. But and and I even like Rogue One. To be honest with you, Rogue One's probably in my top five of the Star Star Wars movies. Right. But man. Well, too, and it's they, it's yeah. it's it's different, and it's telling different stories in that universe. I understand, you know, with this last three, it's like it is the conclusion of the Skywalker saga, so it's gonna bring back these familiar characters with it. Mm -hmm. But now, like, they're gonna do an Obi Wan movie, and it's like I don't care. Yeah. 
move on. Tell it's like I don't care if it's you know if if you see if uh, Ewan McGregor's coming back. It's like just tell tell some different stories in that universe because there are so many freaking. But, it's, but instead, it's like we got to do more Jedi shit, and we and it's like mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. So anyway, we'll go around the horn a couple times and just touch on a couple things that just stick in your craw, right? That you're just not over yet. Okay. And just kind of run run those up the flagpole and see if anyone else is as mad as you <laughs> about the fact that they couldn't make these things work. So, all right. Ch- all right. So, Chad, do you have one you want to do that's not Star Wars? I do. Right? Because I do. we could continue yeah. to talk about how they screwed that up yeah. into perpetuity. Well, maybe we'll circle back to that and yeah. go some more. Uh, yeah, I have one. Um, it's sort of comic book related. Um, no, I hit it. A while back, this is uh, uh, Darwin Cook did a a limited series called uh, The New Frontier, which was basically about the period of time between the Golden Age and the Silver Age of superheroes in, in DC Comics. Okay. And so this is set in continuity where Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman have been around since the 30s, fought in World War II. And then there was sort of a McCarthy witch hunt against superheroes for a while and everything in a way. And then the Silver Age came along with the new Flash, Hawkman, the new Green Lantern. And everything. So it's sort of set in this great jet space age martini universe, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. And so, and this, the artwork is great. The story it was telling was awesome. And it's, it's like throwing spotlights. And it's like they're like these people you've forgotten, like the Sea Devils and Cave Carson and um, Adam Strange, you know, and it's, it's oh, really cool. good. And the gist of it, and then of course it focuses on this new wave of heroes. And, you know, like I said, the new Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter. And I think Aquaman shows up for a hot minute. Right. But, so anyway, and then the gist of the story is there's some sort of cosmic menace that comes out of nowhere, and so it's going to eat the world, and so they have to unite and figure out how to stop this thing. And Superman gets knocked out, Wonder Woman gets knocked out, so it's up to the new these new heroes to take care of. It's basically the old trinity getting out of the way for this new batch of heroes. And again, it's really good. And the thing that amazed me most, most about the book was that at the end of the day when you get toward the end when the when the Cthulhu is rising from the ocean and going to eat everything Batman does more good as Bruce Wayne because oh. Batman is out of his element okay so Batman basically takes a very far seat in the back row okay love the book I think it's one of the best things DC has put out in the last 20 years what's it called again? The New Frontier okay and so here's my bone to pick they decide they're going to adapt it for their for their animated universe and DC, you know, their their cinematic stuff is pretty dire, except for some notable exceptions. Their animated universe has been fantastic. Right, I've heard this. And basically, they're going to adapt this, and that means Bruce Tim is involved. And of course, with Bruce Tim, it's all Batman all the time. And so, they have to bring Batman to the forefront in this story. And basically, the ending was great because you had this brain trust of like Niles Calder and Will Magnus and, and Adam Strange and Ray Palmer figuring out how to shrink this thing down to nothing to destroy it. But no, it's got to be Batman because we have to prove, yeah. got to prove that Batman's the smartest man in the room. Uh-huh. And also, it's because basically Bruce Tim wanted to see the Vintage Bat plane in action at the ending fight. And it's like, give me a fucking break. I'm fighting a giant spider. Right, right. <laughs> and so and so there's like all kinds of things. It's like the, 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 the series was very like the Challengers of the Unknown. It was, it was really about them and the original uh, Suicide Squad. And they're basically taking the shorts and they're just basically shoved out of the story of the movie altogether, basically to make room for Batman. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I was like, I've never... It's like, God damn it. And it's like, does everything have to be about the fucking Batman? I love how, that, and, I love and, how and, mad it makes you. And, 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 it's, and it's not so much that I don't like the Batman. It's like, whatever. But it's like, Jesus, There's there are so many other mm-hmm. characters and heroes in this universe. It's like, give it a rest, yeah. you know? And let's look at these other guys for a while. And you know, so, that's the thing. It's like, I think back to the original phase one Marvel movies and just the fact that they took the the chance they did on the Guardians of the Galaxy who nobody knew sure. and hit a home run with it sure. is is just the best thing they could have done for the, the universe, yeah. right? It's just like bring in that fresh blood, right? Yeah. It's something Star Wars never had to go back to the previous conversation. It's like they just won't get to the next, the, right. to the new blood. Right. And so... Yeah, I, I hear you. It's like, just expand your mind just right, a little bit. Right, yeah. like said, you know, yeah. like Bruce Timm did some wonderful things. Batman the Animated Series is one of the greatest cartoons ever yes, made. Yes, agreed. I just rewatched Mass of the Phantasm. Right, one. but like lately, Bruce Timm has lost his goddamn mind. <laughs> it's, you know, because like, what was the, the adaptation of The Killing Joke where he has Batman screwing Batgirl yeah. on a roof? Yeah. And then the other one where it's like a night or Nightwing is screwing Harley Quinn. Yep. Or basically Harley Quinn rapes Nightwing or something. And it's just like, what are you doing? You know, and so, sorry. but I'm out of ideas. Rape! But yeah, it's like, okay, what do we do? So yeah, but no, it's just like the book was so good. And it was such a wonderful love letter to all these older characters. And it basically got all thrown under the bus just so Bruce Kim could put the old bat plane in the cartoon. And it's like, stop. Just stop. Yeah, bad. All right. I've got one. If you can't, you mind if I go next? Okay. So, I'm not going. I'm I'm going to do it under the umbrella of really bad TV endings, or when TV shows don't get to end. You okay. know what I mean? Like I I might have mentioned it before, but I I'm a fan of My Name Is Earl. I thought that show was very funny, and not a lot of people watched it, which is why it got canceled. But they never got to resolve what it you know they never got an ending it just kind of you know you end on a cliffhanger you know or that's the worst or you run into that other situation where like my wife watched castle because she's big into nathan fillion sure and at the end of castle it was just basically their finale was just kind of a regular episode and then at the end they flash forward to where they have a bunch of kids and are happy like screw you that's terrible you know (laughs) but the one that still <clears throat> is still bugging me, even though they just announced it maybe six months ago that they weren't going to make any more of them. Was Mind Hunter? Uh, the, oh, yeah. the Netflix show. With really, Jonathan Groff and uh, um, oh, who's the dude who plays? Uh, he was in that boxing show. Oh, uh, uh, Colt. Yes, um, Colt McCl- Colt McLean. Colt McClaney. <laughs> McClaney. Yeah. Thank you. Wonderful character actor, Colt McClaney. <laughs> Wonderful character actor, his name I should know, but I don't. But the show was David Fincher, or David Fincher was yeah. running it. They it canceled was, it? Yeah, it was a real slow burn. It was excellent. At the end of season two, they're just now getting to BTK and how to yeah. actually like apply some of the stuff they've been coming uh, up. And then it just kind of just ended. And it sucks that it ended because it was I set up for... They canceled that. That yeah. sucks. Well, it's Netflix, two seasons yep. and we're out of here. Yep. It was set up for maybe five seasons. I like had a plan of where yep. it was going to go. I would have watched that show for, you know, right. as long as the quality stayed up for another long time. And Boom. yeah, it was just one of those things where it was under the radar, one of the best things on TV. Yeah. And nope, just we're, we're just going to let it evaporate into the air. And you can be happy that you have the two seasons, but the whole point was, you know, how do you apply this stuff? Or, or you know, I don't expect like a full on history of forensic pathology or whatever yeah. it is they came up with. 
but damn it, you know, give yeah. me give me a little bit more uh, uh, closure on how this how this goes. And TV shows will sometimes end real bad, yeah. and this is this is one of them where it's just it's just going to kind of evaporate into the into the leaves, which sucks. Boo. That and I really did like Jonathan Cross's performance on that. I thought yeah. he was very good. He was the king in Hamilton, and yeah. you get to see him do you know do some. No, different stuff. yeah, all three of those and the, and the gal too. I were like, yeah, she was in she was in Fringe. Too. Yeah, I can't remember her name, but she was. They said I just I loved the whole show, and like I said, it was just I want to say it was just getting interesting. But again, you're about ready to employ everything that they've learned about this criminal behavior yeah. and. But then again, too, it's like it probably would have just turned into criminal minds after that. So who knows? It was really you its know? own thing, though. Yeah. I mean, it really was like all the way down to the end of season one, which is one of my favorite endings to a season okay. where this guy who is maybe a little socially odd just gets closer and closer to serial killers until one of the serial killers decides to remind him, oh, yeah. We could we could just rip you to pieces. Sure, you know it's like that ending of season one was just so yeah, damn well, good. I, yeah, I, says, I I contend, you know, the lead character was like one childhood trauma from being on the other side of the of the desk, mm-hmm. the interview desk, you know, because like because he's like he's he's a burgeoning little sociopath in there too. So yeah, so just letting a show like that wither and die on the vine sucks, and I'm sure. still pissed off about sure. it. Steph, what are what are you pissed off about? Well, it's going to be um, the kind of movie that, uh, a movie that sucks you in, that you just really love the atmosphere of it, you like the storyline because it's unusual, and you're like, what is going to happen? Where, where is this going to go? And I'm talking about The Village. Oh, man. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, boy. I really okay. loved that movie. A Good lot acting. Until. Until I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Until M. Light Shyamalan couldn't get out of his own friggin' oh, way. Boy. Yeah. yeah, that one pisses me off because I really liked the premise. I really liked how weird it was and how, you know, because it had me wondering, are they a lost colony? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what is happening here? Let's go ahead and spoil the village. What happened, yeah. Steph? What made you so mad? Um, <laughs> well... <laughs> The monsters were hella creepy, I gotta say. Yes, they were. The Skeksis from Dark Crystal, you know, they were like Long fingers. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, And then... (laughs) I can't even remember. I I blocked it. (laughs) uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ron Howard's daughter. And um, her... the, The man she loves gets hurt or something, and she has to get medicine. So the 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 town elders send her out... To the modern world, literally over a hedge or something, to get some meds from some park ranger. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's so bad. But it was so yeah. good up until yeah. then. Mm-hmm. You know, with everybody having to hide down in their cellars while the the monster came out and marked the doors, and it was creepy as fuck. <laughs> you know, and then it lost me, and and it, it, that makes me mad. It still makes me mad. I, sure. just, I just came across it and I was like, oh yeah, that really pissed me. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, and and he has a habit of doing that. I think. Yep. He did it in signs, and it reminded me of like um, Stephen King's Under the Dome. 
Oh man, that oh, book. Yeah. Oh, that made so me mad. Good until you know. <laughs> Stephen King. Of... Stephen King's got a lot of problems. Like his endings, or it's like as he said, the books are so good, but then like the last twenty pages, like yeah. what are you that, doing? That movie is eighty percent absolute prime Stephen King. Like the best, uh, not the best, but some of the best. Yeah. You know, stuff he had told in a sprawling story in a great way, and then just. <laughs> Yeah. Alien babies, I right. suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like you're like, oh, I forgot, I needed to finish this book on a yeah. deadline, and uh, aliens. Yeah, <laughs> aliens. Yeah. Alien babies playing in a sandbox. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> that was like his his end game all along, and he just writes this beautiful thing, and it's like, <laughs> exactly. And it's like, yeah. what? What? Why? I suck as you bought my boobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's aliens. Yeah. And so. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right, let's go one more time around the horn. Chad, what else has pissed you off recently or, or have you held a grudge about for a long time? Well, it, it's uh, uh, like certain authors mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that I really liked, um, like James Lee Burke. Let's use him as an example. Okay. Um, he wrote these series of mysteries with Dave Robichaux, and <laughs> there's like 20 of them. But then you, you read a bunch of them, and then you sort of get to it, and it's like, He's describing the peninsula, the Iberian Peninsula in New Orleans again for the 50,000th time. And it's yep. like, I've been here before, you know, and it's like, we've, we've done this already. And maybe it's time to move on. <laughs> maybe try a different character or something, you know, or just just kind of things like that where you just you just, you just kind of find yourself and it's like just wheel spinning. Yeah. You know, and it's like, get on with it. And so... Because, like, okay, let's talk about Netflix again, like, with the Marvel mm-hmm. the Marvel superhero shows they did on Netflix. Yeah. The wheel spinning in that was absolutely ridiculous. And it's like, you know, instead of making an 11-hour movie, why don't you make 11 hours of episodic TV, which mm-hmm. is basically what this is. And But they just couldn't seem to get that across, and that's one of the reasons I sort of abandoned them, I think, halfway through The Punisher. Because it's like, I, you know, I don't. I don't need this in my <laughs> time to move on. Yeah. And so Which is a shame because there's there are a lot of things to like in those things, Right. Especially like the casting. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But like I said, the storytelling was pretty awful. And um and again just a lot of wheel spinning. It's like you could watch the first episode and the last episode and you'd you'd, you'd probably be okay. Yep. And so it's yep. like that's, that's not pretty much it. You get that's the char- right. you get the characterization, you get the you know, the suit. Sure. Yeah. 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 I, I do I do think you know what I'm gonna fight for Daredevil. I think the Daredevil thing holds up. Okay. I think there were some good episodes in yeah. there. But I think overall. I saw the first two seasons of that, but I, I yeah. don't think I watched the third one. I watched it just because I met Charlie Cox. There you go, <laughs> sir. All right, Eat. I'm gonna I'm gonna do an umbrella thing again. So okay. I'm gonna go uh, movies that weren't able to figure out how to continue the story when the story was right there staring them in the face. <laughs> okay. So I've, I've been on record a couple times as saying that uh, probably one of my top 10, top 20 movies of all time is Major League. Sure. Right? Oh, yeah. Right. Great cast. Yeah. Great chemistry. Yeah. You could just do another season, you know, and then you go and you shit the bed real hard uh, by doing the, the second one, which, you know, to be fair, isn't it's like if the first one's an A, the second yeah. one's like a C plus B minus, yeah. and then they just fall completely off the rails and, and you know, fall into a hellscape of fun. No, see, I like the third one better than the second one. Is that the one with uh, Scott Bakula? Scott Bakula. Yeah. And the, see, it just, 
It just, it, to me, it's, I remember watching it a while ago and it seemed to me like a movie with no jokes. Right. Like a comedy without, without yeah. any, any appreciable reason to exist. You know, it's like, it's like, it seems like sadly, it seems like when Scott Bakula comes into other franchises, he, he tanks them. Yeah. He kills yeah. them. Why is that? <laughs> thanks for killing the <laughs> thanks, series. Thanks for killing the show, Bakula. Yeah. yeah. Well, the same thing we said for like Slapshot. Yeah, exactly. You know, Slapshot, exactly. the first one is amazing. And then the second, and that, those just kind of like a, a precipitous downhill slide into a big pile of pig shit, yep. you know, but, mm-hmm. but that first one is, is like, that's probably one of my favorite sports movies. Like it's that and Bad News Bears. Like those are my two favorite yeah. sports movies of all time. Or you could hit, um, uh, the goon movies. The first one was pretty good. Right. I watched the second one. It, it was, yeah. you know, it, it dropped off. Yeah. But when you have, my point is when you have that level of chemistry, that's like so freaking good. I don't understand why you can't recreate. Sure, that. Like, I'm not a movie sure. maker, so maybe it's a lot harder than it sounds like. Maybe that lightning in a bottle thing really is a thing, and you can't plan for it. But I don't know, man. It seems like some people have it figured out. Right. <laughs> you know, some people can produce consistent good content over a long period of time, right. and I guess that's a really hard thing to do. Fine, you know, okay. whatever. It's like not every series is the Harry Potter series sure. or the you know, whatever. But. <laughs> It just seems like if you have all the elements in place, you ought to be able to tell more stories. Sure. With. What are your thoughts on the rise of the fandom menace in series like you know, uh, like getting the Schneider cut or the Justice no. League out, or their their undue influence on the direction of those Star Wars movies you were complaining about? We, we might can of worms that for a whole nother okay. episode. Okay. Okay. That, that might be a whole nother thing because yeah. the Schneider cut, Jesus Christ, it, you're not going to polish that turd. No. I mean, the movie had its joys, but... There's a reason he got let go. Yeah. You know, but then there's just that that vocal minority who think they're the majority and speaking for everyone. And it's like, no, not really. (laughs) You know, if I ever got in an argument with somebody about, oh, well, Zack Snyder could do the Snyder Cut and it could be amazing, I would just grab my copy of Batman versus Superman that my kids got me for Father's Day as a joke. Sure. And I'd just hold it to them and they'd say, well, but, 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 and I'd go, and then I'd and, hold it out again. Yeah, and, and then I'd hold it out again. Yeah, and. Because there is no argument that can overcome the sheer terribleness that yeah. is that movie. Martha. Yeah. Martha. Oh, man. What'd you do that name? Martha. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, listen. That was the best part of the Teen Titans Go cartoon movie. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't. Where they're shooting Batman versus Superman 2, and they're fighting, and it's like, what's your mom's name? Martha. What's your mom's name? Martha. What's your dad's name? Thomas. What's your dad's name? Jonathan. Okay. And then they keep fighting again. It's just really funny. So, That's good. Yeah. But, oh, man. Yeah, it's like, yeah, Batman's going to defeat Superman with the power of CrossFit. You know? It's like, yeah. Just, oh, the, the miscasting of Lex Luthor. Oh, but, Jesus. But, okay, yeah. Here's Okay, here's another one. We got to go for a bit. Like, right, yeah, no, 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 like, no here's another one. I was like, I'm going to pick on Batman again, but... Jack Dark Knight, the Dark, no, no, The Dark Knight Returns. And, you know, oh, it's yeah. one of these things that it's like, because I, I did not like the book, but it's like, on further reflection reading it, I like it, but not for the reasons everyone else likes it, because I think Miller was trying to show that Bruce Wayne and Batman was just as big a psychopath as the Joker. Oh, sure. And then he finds, yeah, yeah, his, yeah. And then he finds his redemption at the end. But people, I think, miss that point and just think, well, Batman's a badass, and he can be, he can be wherever he wants, he's got time to play on it. And it's like, mm-hmm. because he is insane. Yeah. And so, and I think that was the point. And I think it, that brings it out in those terrible sequels that Miller did. The third mm-hmm. one, that really brings it out. But by then, it's the people, Miller had gone completely crazy. And so it's kind of one of the same things. It was like the original Dirty Harry. I think the original point of the original Dirty Harry was to show that Dirty Harry Callahan wasn't much better than the criminals he was going right. after. 
<laughs> but people latched onto it, you know, Nixon law and order shit, you know, and a vigilante justice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is the greatest thing of ever. And it's like, you missed the, the point. point. I'm sorry. Is that like, I, I don't mean to, to, to like sound snobbish, but like the whole Batman Joker thing, do people not understand that that's the point? I mean, it's like, is the Joker just like Batman's nemesis and he's a nemesis? It's like, that's the whole whole reason that, that they're, they're two sides I, of the same coin. Like, I don't that, know. Like, this is just from like, yeah, no, it's just. <laughs> that was always what I understood. It's just, me, it's, you know? it's just Batman is like the ultimate wish fulfillment. It's like one of these things is like a normal person could somehow achieve oh. these master ninja skills with their billion dollars. Right. And, you know, buy equipment to go beat up on, you know, minority criminals. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. And then psycho uh, villains, you know, and it's just, I... Yeah, we're getting into dark territory. Yeah, I know, I know. Let's, let's, yeah. yeah, let's get out of that hole. All right. So. All right, Steph, one more. What what is, what is uh, what are you holding a grudge about? Well, okay. <laughs> I've mentioned it on the show before, but... It's okay. Um, when you, when you mentioned this earlier about shows ending badly, mm-hmm. they immediately thought of The Hour, which I know I've talked to you guys about it before, but it, okay. it's a a show about the BBC in the 50s and kind of in the beginnings of like uh, the hour-long news format that goes once a week like 60 minutes but theirs was called The Hour and it was it's a six episode two season show that ended on the worst cliffhanger oh no (laughs) and it got cancelled and so they didn't finish it and that pisses me off like like do what they did with Firefly and give them a movie. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. something. Yeah, TV show to, to say, finish. Say what you will about Firefly, it ended. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. It had some closure. Yeah. I have no closure. I still don't know what happened to Freddie at the end of, the, <laughs> yeah. of this show. So that pisses yeah. me off. I really yeah. hate that. Uh, it's it's the worst too because then you run into like fan fiction and all the rest. Of right. It. It's like people trying to figure out how it ended, but it's like yeah. Or they want to bring it back and it's like it won't work because the cast was the cast the chemistry of that cast is what, what that show was all about and now half the cast is gone or you know yeah. deceased in the movie it's like and i think ron harris is dead anyway, but anyway it's like no it won't work mm-hmm. so firefly we're talking about yeah yeah <clears throat> it's like you know the other thing about firefly is they could just tell more stories in that world but they sure. never would you yeah. know it's like yeah. world building is the hard part it's yeah. like when you get the hard part done you could go and do other stuff and that's like yeah. the point i don't yeah. know i don't know Bah. Makes yeah. my brain hurt. Like, yep. Yep. So, all right. Well, those are our things that we're still a little salty about. We're going to mm-hmm. come back after the guitar noise with some recommendations, but God, I'm still pissed off. Thanks. I think I'm going to go home. Crabby. <laughs> Crabby. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. back so uh now we're going to hit on some recommendations things we've been don't watching. hit the table ah, go ahead the table things we've been watching paying attention to this past fortnight um who wants to go first yeah. something yeah. they've been enjoying all right you want to go first yes hit it my daughter has been after me for years to watch avatar 
The Last Airbender, not the James Cameron movie? Yes. Okay. The Last Airbender. The cartoon, not the movie. <laughs> and More M. Night Shyamalan stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Legend of Korra. Now, these shows are not really my my thing. I'm not into anime. Right. Not that these are proper anime, but, you know, it's mm -hmm. along those lines. And she gives it after me for years to watch it. Like, desperate to get me to watch these to the point where she's now watching Lucifer with me because I said, <laughs> I'll watch this if you watch Lucifer right. with me. Anyway, so we just finished Legend of Korra. My fake kid pushed those on me hard, too. And I watched them. And I, I'm glad she did. I did yeah. enjoy them very much. And I, I get what she was talking about as far as, you know, atmosphere, story, mm -hmm. art, um, and the whole concept of yep. air bending, fire bending, water bending. Earth moving, yep. And um, metal bending, blood bending. Yep. You know, all that. Blood bending. Blood bending. And um, also, I just wanted to say a shout out to my daughter. Thank <laughs> you for having me watch those. I really did. So enjoy it's good. Them. So, yeah. What's good about it? Well, um, it, it's, it's exactly what she said. The yeah. storylines. Um, it's good storytelling. Yeah. Avatar is about this kid who is the last Avatar and had disappeared for 100 years. And they found him in ice and blah, blah, yep. blah, but he was still 12. Yeah. So he had to grow up and acquire his... Uh, the Avatar can bend Everything. four elements. Yeah. Ah. Most people could only bend either earth, fire, water, or air, etc. So yeah, it's like excellent world building too, yeah, with the really, diff with really. the different kingdoms. Yeah. yeah, and lots of little callbacks. Yep. In Legend of Korra too, because Legend of Korra takes place like. After I haven't watched that yet. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. okay. It's okay. Go ahead. Okay, Korra takes place after Aang has grown up and passed away. Okay. So Korra is the new Avatar, and it's just about her. It's four seasons, and it's about her journey. Okay. And so. It, it, Sweet. It's just really cool little callbacks and, and world building early on that you don't know until later on in the next series that something was that was important in series yeah. two is going to crop up in series four. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of like like the Shaolin movies or like Master of the Fine Guillotine oh, for like the for like the for yeah. the for the the teen set and it's mm -hmm. it's really mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Cool. It was Nickelodeon too. And there awesome. Was some dark themes. For right. Nickelodeon yeah. Shows yeah. Too, so. Cool. All right, well, I'll go next. Uh, <laughs> it's not at Bar Sing Se. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. anyway, so last night I thought I would watch a movie that I would be recommending, and who, boy, howdy, am I not going <laughs> to recommend? Yeah. Uh, a couple years ago, Netflix put a show on called The Babysitter, and it was a slit, maybe an overly produced but still ultimately fun little slasher about a kid who has a hot babysitter who one day decides to bring over her friends and try to sacrifice the kid to Satan. Okay. okay, fun. It was fun. Lots of lots of kills, good stuff. They did a sequel. It was also my first introduction to uh, Samara Weaving, who, uh, of course, has done like every other movie that's come out in the past year. She's, so she's great. She's so hot right yep. now. Anyway, it was my introduction to Samara Weaving, whom I enjoy. And so they dropped a sequel unannounced, like earlier last week. And it's called The Babysitter 2, Killer Queen. And it has everything that I hate about movies in one tight 90-minute package. Holy Ooh, shit, did they do a good job at packing everything I hate into movies. <laughs> just, oh my God, just name a cliche. It's there. Name a problem with a horror movie. It's there. Name, you know, digital blood, overly broad characters, stupid storytelling, stupid <laughs> jokes, really, really stupid <laughs> jokes. At one point, my wife kept trying to get me to turn it off. I'm like, no, we're more than halfway through. I'm plowing through this sucker. Yeah. And... 
Oh man, it, it just it, 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 at one point they they keep following the comedian parents, like the parents are played by Joe Latulio from the state and this other guy okay. at one point trying to find their kids and they're just driving around in a truck high. Oh, we're singing. Oh, now we're making. Oh, oh now my boy. wife's calling. Good night, I'm fly. Oh, no, broad company, broad company. Oh, Jesus Christ! It's so one of those things bad. where like they took like another movie and sort of folded into that because it was popular. Because that happens sometimes. Here's my 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 fear. Okay. Not not even fear. My my analysis is that this is a horror movie for people with extremely short attention spans, which is crazy because it took way too long to get to the point. Sure. But then once it got there, it's like rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid fire, and if if something isn't happening, that you know, it's just, uh, and then. I'm thinking like like it's the it's one of the first social media horror movies I've ever seen. It's like let's okay. let's cut the vignettes into forty five seconds tops. Oh, you know, boy. let's let's. Uh, uh, it's just it's just bad. I I, I would I'd love to hear someone else. A horror <laughs> film was a series of TikTok videos. Yeah, that that, that's really not that far off. Okay. I mean, it's like you know it, the. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm pretty it's pissed off about words. it. I'm okay. lost for words. It, it did not make me happy, and so I will recommend something since Steph is going to be driving cross country pretty soon. I did find a podcast I liked. Um, that's it's a current affairs podcast, but it's in a slightly different format. It's called Unga Bunga, and it's about the rise and fall of Sir Silvio Berlusconi in Italy. But it's told. Kind it sounds of, like Captain Caveman. Yeah, 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 it's kind of told in a weird comedian point of view. Whitney Cummings, the comedian, is the person oh, sure. doing the doing yeah. the reading. It kind of reads the the podcast, which is great. And the thing that that made me so it's told really in kind of an entertaining way. And then there was a scene that stuck in my brain where they're talking about Silvio Berlusconi, who is this businessman who shows up at a debate, right? Uh, the first debate, and he's clearly crooked, like clearly. Even his supporters are like, yeah, he's breaking the law, whatever, right? <laughs> and he owned a soccer team, and that soccer team had won some sort of big thing. And so the the other politician on stage gets up and says, he's crooked. Look at him, he's crooked. And Silvio Berlusconi basically says, my team won a uh, a World Cup. And everyone starts cheering. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... Oh, okay. It's I hate it, but it's good to know that there are dumb Germans and dumb Italians and dumb sure, English people sure. and dumb Americans and dumb Canadians and dumb Mexicans and that every country has its just incredibly dumb people who vote. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I think, where I'm going to leave. Have you ever heard Orson Welles talk about the time you met Hitler? Uh-uh. And he was talking, it was, I don't know, it was like some dinner party. They went there and he basically said that Hitler was basically invisible. There was nothing even remotely like interesting about him at all. And he was sort of a non-entity. But the same non-entity almost destroyed the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just yeah. thought that was kind of crazy. Amazing. And so huh. I just like that. It's like, look at him, he's crooked. I won football. Right. Yay! Yeah. And that was it. That yeah. was that was his I've argument seen, uh, and it worked. Skits and comedy shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very premise. Right. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's called right. it's called Unga Bunga, which is the name for the sex parties he had okay, that sure. ultimately led to his downfall. <laughs> okay. All right. It's it's fun. I think it was Unga Bunga KB Junior. It's like the <laughs> Captain Caveman. <Kate, anyway. laughs> Captain Caveman. Silvio Berlusconi. That's where my brain went. Anyway. Uh, All right. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> oh, it's my turn. Okay. Um. <laughs> So I finally signed up for the Criterion Channel. Um, 
when Criterion was on Hulu, it was amazing. I think their whole catalog was on there and you get easy access to it. And then they made the mistake of abandoning Hulu for a new uh, uh, new site called Filmstruck, which was right. a noble idea, but it the the website was a piece of shit. You couldn't, it kept crashing. Uh, there was like limited access through different streaming services. Like you couldn't, I couldn't get it on my Amazon stick. Yeah. And so, and then of course Filmstruck went tits up and Criterion basically struck out on their own and did their own channel. And I basically says, I'm going to wait a year for them to get all the bugs worked out because I remembered how horrible Filmstruck was because it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. And it's been great. Cool. I've had it for about a month now and, um, I made the decision. It's basically just what I call it Criterion Roulette. It's like, I'm not going to use my queue. I'm not going to find movies and stick it in my queue. I'm going to find something. Well, it looks interesting. I'm going to watch it. You know, because I don't think there's any bad movies on there. There might be something you might not like, you know, but I don't think they'd necessarily be bad. And so it's just been great. I I saw my first Harold Lloyd film. Oh, yeah. Fellow Nebraskan. Safety Last. Oh my God! I've heard that's very good. <laughs> it's really good, and and you know it's like he's in a he's 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 working in this department store, and his his girlfriend thinks he's the manager, but he isn't, and he comes up with this publicity stunt where and he winds up he has to climb the building, and this goes on for like a half hour, and I laughed for a solid half hour at the antics as he was trying to he keeps getting like almost knocked off, and he gets higher and more crap happens to him, and it was just, it was like sorely needed, and it was just this release of just laughing at this guy do these incredible stunts you know for that long and it was really cool and um and then also sorry my mask is in my eye yeah, it pisses uh, me off. yeah no kidding uh-huh. um caught up with the wages of fear yes we were talking about that a little bit which uh, of course got remade as sorcerer in the 70s and again it's just one of these things if you, if you, you hear it all the time it's like you ever seen a movie so good it hurts that one hurt a lot. It was mm-hmm. it's so good, just the imagery and just stuff that's just gonna stick with you forever. And um, it's one of, that's gonna go in the permanent collection because it's it's just it's that good. So wages of fear. Wages of fear. Yeah. Uh, Clouseau, he did like Diabolique and like uh, Murder at Rue Thirty One or something like that. But it just it's it, the hype is true. It is it's amazing. Cool. And so Criterion Channel. Criterion Channel. Highly recommend it if you guys are waiting or if anybody. I think it's like ten dollars a month, but it's so good, you know. And um, I also like it too. I like watching the foreign films with the subtitles because it makes me pay attention. And you're not yep. sticking your nose yep. in your goddamn phone every five minutes. So it's like, yeah, Yay! I do that too. Yeah. I wish I could watch movies like that, like, or a channel or something. Just, just pick something and watch it. Yeah. Because I can also sit there for four hours. Right. Going, eh. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't look. Might good. find something better. Might find something better. Yeah. And so, nope. So no, it's like anymore. It's like I'm doing that with that, and also it's like I leave my phone upstairs, and then I come down and watch movies. And half the time I'm reaching for it, and it's like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. I know. Like I said, it's like conditioning or something. I'm like a goddamn monkey, and it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I had to leave my phone alone while I was watching Cora with Shannon because yeah. she wanted me to pay attention. Right. So I was like, this difficult i know and like you said it's conditioning you're always like sticking in your doom scrolling and it's like yeah, this stop it anymore right online anymore <laughs> right so it's like what do you do so like i said so that's sort of, it's like okay movie time okay let's go put the phone in the kitchen and grab some snacks and go downstairs and so cool so there you go so yep all right well i think that's going to do it for this podcast we will be back in a couple weeks um Big change is coming, right? Boo! So, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. That's all right. Steph is uh, moving out of Grand Island, but we are still going to be uh, producing the podcast. Yep. 
and uh, we'll figure, you fired. We'll figure that out. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. It All might, right. It might be a little longer between. The two. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We'll hear you again in a couple weeks. been listening to the atomic weight of cheese where cult cinema is real life and real life is frequently cult cinema you can visit our website at theatomicweightofcheese.com follow us on twitter at a w o c podcast see us on facebook at facebook.com slash atomic weight of cheese or shoot us an email at atomic weight of cheese at gmail.com we love your feedback